generally speaking, there are some predominant emotions that as a host and talk radio, you display. Uh, one of them is anger, although there are hosts in the country who are actually told they're not allowed to sound angry. I don't know if you know that. I'm not feeling that today. I'm, I'm looking at Ukraine and I'm feeling a deep sense of sadness for the people of Ukraine, but also for truth. I think uh, it's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. That was President Trump speaking a truth. President Trump, who had to be removed so they could install the Great Reset. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And we prayed last night for the people of Ukraine, who chose many of them to face the enemies of Russia. Uh, rather than run. And of course, bravery is not the absence of fear. It is the decision to act despite the fear. And this morning and last night, as I was witnessing what everybody knew was going to happen, I have a sense of anger, but also a deep sense of sadness for the people of Ukraine, but also for the dance. Uh, and that the dance is going to work if we let it. I, I simply refuse to let the dance work. See, the dance is this. Um, the dance is now everybody shifts. All the mockingbirds who refused to cover and will continue to refuse to cover the increasing number of people who are being injured and killed by these injections the businesses that have been destroyed and the wealth that has been transferred, stolen, stomped on and stolen. That all happened. It's all part of the Great Reset. It did begin in March of 2020. And this morning, Hillsdale College, Hillsdale College, known to be just irresponsible, bomb-throwing, right-wing lunatics, Hillsdale College has in imprimis a description of the Great Reset by Michael Reckenwald, the chief academic officer, American scholars, a right-wing wacko who talks about the 50-year history of the design of the Great Reset. Great Reset is also geopolitical. The, the Great Reset is about global control. Global control cannot, be, cannot happen with the United States, a healthy nation. Because as a healthy nation, the United States is a constitutional republic. And as a healthy constitutional republic, the United States does not allow for the crushing of its citizens or the breaking of its citizens' minds. 
And half this nation has broken minds because they have been traumatized and the trauma continues and the beatings continue. The, the, the mer- metaphorical beatings, for the most part, continue. It's always fascinating when times like this occur where you see bravery. And I don't know if it's accidental. I don't know if it's um, by design. He's obviously a very clever man, Bill Maher. He's a very clever man. He's a smart man. His political instincts are unbelievably broken, but he's a clever man. He's a smart man. I don't believe you can do a show like he does and not be a very, very smart man. He had the audacity to mention the other belligerents. Well, they're not. They're evil. The Chinese Communist Party is evil. Vlad Putin is evil. We'll get to Mar and what he said about China. And with it, what he said about Hollywood. And with it, what he said about the NBA. And with it, what he says about the NFL. And with it, what he says about his own party. Although he doesn't really go that far. But it's also instructive to see where you see the combination of ignorance and arrogance combined with cowardice. Because the cost of cowardice to not say, and no Republican did other than President Trump, no Republican in the run-up to the last election pointed out the fact that Joe Biden is senile. I was told by many people in radio, do not call him senile because you don't know if he's senile. He is senile. I do know it, and so do you, and so does everybody. It's not a funny thing. But to watch the dance, the intentional senility now of the Mockingbird media, watch COVID disappear with never a focus on what the forced injections did or the, or the forced wealth transfer has done and will continue to do. The cost of erasing 40% of small businesses is the cost of erasing 40% of American freedom. Small businesses are problematic for the Great Reset because they can make their own decisions. There's too many. It's herding cats. You want every single business to fall under the ESG score, environment, social justice, and governance, which replaces the the balance sheet as, as the health of a business. If you want every business to fall under that, you need to limit the amount of businesses there are. And you need to make sure the only ones that survive are already abused enough mentally to fall into that. Now, I'll continue to pray for the people of Ukraine. I'll continue to be horrified at what Vlad Putin is doing. But I'm not going to pretend that the dance is rational. I'm not going to pretend all of a sudden that Boris Johnson is a great lover of freedom. Ukraine is a country that for decades has enjoyed freedom and democracy and the right to choose its own destiny. We and the world cannot allow that freedom just to be snuffed out. We cannot and will not just look away. No, I'm not going to look away from you. What you did to your country is you participated in the Great Reset. You are participating in the Great Reset. 
you are participating in the great reset to this second, to this moment. You participated in the great reset when you decided to get your country hooked on Russian natural gas. And and, and you're saying here that that's bad and that that needs to be undone. How? Well, with electric, with solar, with energy sources that can be turned off at the press of a button, just the way the economy was turned off, but not with the pressing of a button, with the beating of people in the head. And the stealing of their businesses and the killing of their relatives. You killed old people, Boris. You're killing young people. You killed them with these injections. Now, how many are going to die? I don't know. I do know that, that Alex Berenson has quoted well to a major German newspaper. They, a a German insurance company had a database of 11 million people. It shows a massive increase in severe side effects after people get shot up with the useless mRNA injections. In fact, a German official, Paul Elric, was warning about what, what has gone on in Germany. Andreas Schaffbeck, a board member, had data from the 10.9 million BKK-insured persons, as quoting them, evaluated for so-called vaccination side effects. A dimension of treatment that cannot be seen from their numbers, their PEI numbers, which is like their VARS database. Schaffbeck speaks of a, quote, violent warning signal. A violent warning signal of more people to suffer harm. So I'm not prepared to pretend that Boris Johnson is some lover of freedom or that Boris Johnson stands against barbarism. Our mission is clear. Diplomatically, politically, economically, and eventually militarily. This hideous and barbaric venture of Vladimir Putin must end in failure. What about the hideous and barbaric venture of Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and China? And the CDC and Tony Fauci. What about that? Does that need to end? See, you've stepped back, Boris, and I'm not going to do the dance with you that I believe that you step back permanently. I'm not going to I'm not going to dance with you. I refuse to do what I was told to do many months ago which is to say that this is complete speculation. I'm not speculating. The Great Reset's going to continue. They're going to go back to other forms of lockdowns. They are 100% focused on making sure that you go where you're told, when you're told, and nowhere else. They are 100% focused on that level of control of us. And I'm not going to sit and pretend that I'm speculating. I'm not. I'm simply reading their plan and quoting from it. They don't say it in that way, but that's exactly what they describe. The Mockingbird media will not discuss this. They are complicit. They should be subpoenaed for all the ways we've talked about on the show this week because they are federal vendors They are vendors to the federal government, and therefore, according to the federal government, we can subpoena them and force them to come in and answer questions because that's what we do with everything else. And everyone else who takes federal monies, up to and including schools. 
See, the Great Reset, it's geopolitical. Russia knows this. They know that part of the Great Reset is the flattening of the United States of America. China knows this. They know that the flattening of the United States of America is their opportunity to rise. They understand that, in fact, the cultural revolution is not just in America. It's global. A cultural revolution is a flipping of who's in charge. They know this. So they're operating with that standard. It's their opportunity to come up in the world. Just a direct comparison. Let's compare some things. China has never injected their citizens with the mRNA. They bought gobs of it. Well, to be clear, the United States, which is a debtor nation to China, gave it to them. Yeah, we paid for the development of the drug, and then Pfizer and Moderna got to sell it. But China never injected people with it. They used a good old-fashioned actual vaccine. The type that Tony Fauci says derisively, oh, well, the, the, the old way of, of doing this with eggs, that is effectively what China used for their populace. China, which is having a population crisis because of one child policy, which they've now reversed. Now they're telling teen girls to get pregnant because they understand what this has done to their society. This is the sickness of the central planner. This is the sickness of the Klaus Schwab's. So I'll pray for Ukraine. I'm doing it now. But I'm not going to pretend and I'm not, I'm simply just not going to do the dance. And part of the dance is now you see MSNBC playing their role of, oh, we all need to get behind the president. All of us need to gather behind the president or the figurehead. And by the way, it's not, it's not, I'm, I'm not the only, no, 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 that's not true. I think I'm the only one who calls him the figurehead. I think that's my phrase. I used to call him Joe Biden's dementia. And then in fact, uh, I was told, don't do that. Uh, by some friends. And you know what? They were right. They were right. That's mocking. It's, it's walking the line, I think, biblically to call him the figurehead. But that's what he is. That's a fact. And it's not just me. I'll tell you about a, it's someone who would know. Let's, let's put it this way. I'll, no, I'll just tell you. Uh, I'll tell you what Obama's White House doctor <laughs> has said about the figurehead. Here's Joe Scarborough now lecturing all of us. This is the same Scarborough who said that Trump um, had the, the, the infamous urine tape, that Trump was, Trump was a tool of Vlad Putin, that Trump was getting journalists killed, that Trump told people to inject bleach into their veins or drink it, that Trump told people to drink aquarium cleaner, um, that Trump was purposely killing his own voters because he was angry at them, that Trump, etc. ad nauseum. For four years. That's what that was Scarborough's attitude every single moment. Listen to Scarborough now do the dance. And he asks everybody to join us in the dance. As if, as if we can't have in our hearts love and concern for our troops who are going to get sucked into this. And 
not be clear-eyed about the fact that Joe Biden runs nothing. Vlad Putin knows that Joe Biden runs nothing. So back to back, let's hear Scarborough talk about how we all need to come together as a team behind our, uh, our, our robust leader, Joe Biden. And then let's hear President Trump. You actually have uh, the House Republicans now uh, in the middle of the, the greatest crisis, uh, a European crisis regarding war since World War II, openly attacking and bashing the president of the United States, saying that he is, quote, weak. He's weak. This is what weakness looks like on the world stage. House Republicans, you should you should bow your head in shame as we're, we move into one of the great crises uh, on the global stage since World War II. You should bow your head in shame. You're a disgrace to America. He, he's referencing a tweet that one of the Republican groups put out, which was the figurehead refusing to take questions as he walked away during a press conference. He just he didn't want to take questions. And the lecturing. See, this is part of the dance. And it's just not a dance I'm going to do. Cammie Harris is a uniquely unlikable person. Cammie Harris is uniquely, in my judgment, ungodly. In, In her quest for power, her laughing about jailing the parents of truant teens. And by the way, black and brown parents use the nomenclature of the left. She giggled and cackled and laughed. This is a woman who decided to impart sexual favors onto Willie Brown so that she could have power. I, 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 that happens. It happens in when there's bottlenecks of power that men, usually men, use that to be sexually serviced by people like Cammie Harris. We're not supposed to talk about that. That was a love affair is what we're supposed to say. It was a trade. And I think the reason I'm most sad about this is I'm disappointed in humanity. Because <laughs> God left us this tidy little book and he described what it is to be a godly leader. And one of the prime factors of being a godly leader is humility. It is coming to serve and not be served. It is the recognition of God Almighty. It is the absence of bullying. It is the commitment to protecting widows and the marginalized, which is an actual thing. There are marginalized people. It is a commitment to taking Christ as a model. And as we go through the cast of characters today, it's very difficult to find anyone who fits that bill. And it's very predictable that when there are people who fancy themselves gods and Klaus Schwab quite clearly fancies himself a God on earth and a remaker of humanity up to and including the remaking of our biology up to and including the remaking of what it literally means on a biological basis to be human. So yes, I am praying for the people of Ukraine. Yes, I find war atrocious and I've never had to fight one. I turned away. I didn't do it. Other men fought my battles. Friends I have fought my battles for me and for you and for most of us. And I refuse to do the dance. Because the cowardly thing to do now is, 
hey, we don't have to confront the lies. We don't have to confront the fact that Hillary Clinton's lawyers appear to have hacked the White House. We don't have to talk about it. It's gone. Disappears into the wind. We don't have to talk about people who right now who are hearing this, who can't walk well anymore, if at all, because they've been injected by the mRNA trash and their doctors are telling them, oh, it's psychosomatics. It's in your head. We don't have to play that game. As you can imagine, all this stuff is going to affect your finances. And maybe that's the least of our concerns today, but it probably shouldn't be. Zach Abraham will join us hour two to talk about, okay, um, he's, he's made mention. And remember that investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Remember the thing that we have to mention when we talk about Zach's company, Bulwark Capital Management. But Zach did say, hey, keep an eye on energy futures. He did. I was there. He's going to join us to talk about what this means for finances or might mean. And Zach at Bulwark Capital Management is a truth teller, particularly about life-changing decisions. If you are planning to retire, does this change things for you? If you're from a big company that's got a retirement plan or you've got a 401k and your wife or 403b or flop flip that, whatever. You've got a pension. You're one of those people who gets a pension. And you're looking at early retirement and examining this. You're wondering, this has changed things. Stop wondering and call Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management, where they're focused. They emphasize risk management. Portfolio growth, yes, obviously, and risk management as an obsessive focus of Zach's. That's why his radio show is called Know Your Risk Radio. So what does this war and what does the United States, who will choose to get sucked into this war, what, what does that do? to the possibility of early retirement. So simply call Zach and, and he'll run the numbers without your level of emotion involved in this. It's um, Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. As I began to say earlier, investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. And Zach's a truth teller. I love that. Truth can make people wildly uncomfortable. When you're new to a situation and you can see the truth and and you see it in a unique way, that can be plenty unsettling for people. So, for instance, when when I was brand new in Washington, (laughs) D.C., and we went out to dinner, me and my team, and I was introducing myself to them as the boss and, and how I like to manage. And, you know, why do I begin morning meetings at 7.07 a.m. instead of 7? And why 7? Why aren't we doing it at 8? 7 really early. Why are Monday morning meetings at 7? And, and I was explaining things like, well, because I want people on my team who are here to rescue our country. And if getting up an hour early to rescue your country is too much, you don't belong on my team. I start them at 7.07 in the morning because 7 a.m. is easy for people to, quote, forget. Or 7.07 o'clock really means 7.03, whereas 7.07, we lock the doors to the meeting room. You don't get in and then you get lectured. That's why 
because this is not our money, because it's donor money, because nothing here makes a profit, because American, the American people give us this money because they're scared of the Democrats taking over. That's why we deal with this. So when you come into town and you're new and you see things in new ways, it can be very disconcerting for people. So when we're out and there is a California congressman, a Republican And he's got his arm around a young woman and he is touching her waist. And I understand that's not his wife. And as I introduced myself to him, because my staff is standing there saying, oh, congressman, meet our new chief digital officer. And I shake his hand and I say, hi, are you the congressman's girlfriend? And everything, (laughs) everything in the bar stops. And he takes his hand off of her. And this guy's in his late 60s, if not early 70s, takes his hand off of her. And she goes, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just a staffer. I said, oh, pardon me. I'm sorry. Oh, how embarrassing. That's awfully embarrassing for me. I apologize. I got it all wrong. I was simply trying to speak to her through him. What are you doing? And I got a little lecture from one of my teammates of, hey, that guy's got you on an enemy list. And I said, I know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that's okay. But it's not your business. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because he's abusing power. That makes it my business. He's abusing taxpayer money. That makes it my business. He's abusing an office supplied by taxpayer monies. That makes it my business. It is my business. It's also people like President Trump who can walk into Washington, D.C. and say, why are you giving Russia money? Why, my friends at Northwest Safe, who I still endorse, I'm so proud to endorse them, Gun Safe Company, the greatest. Um, they, they put up a reader board on their store that said, I just missed the way he said China. China. So President Trump can come in to a situation, look about and go, why are we giving money to China? Aren't we borrowing money from China? Why are we paying for Chinese prostitutes to learn how to put on condoms? Why are we, why are we in, in Africa trying to convince people there that men are women and women are men? Why are we doing that? And, and wait a minute, why are we, why am I going to pretend that this stupid face diaper can protect me? And wait a minute, why are we shutting down only some businesses? Why are we not, if this is, if everybody's dying, why aren't all the businesses closed? And when did Tony Fauci become president? And why is this? And wait a minute, how come no one's in jail? Wait, they lied to the FISA court about me and no one's in jail. Wait a minute, Hillary committed a bunch of national security felonies and she's still walking around, but my general's in jail. Why'd you put my my general's in house arrest and threatened and his family's going to be destroyed? And why not Hillary? And why does the FBI get to lie? Why is, and wait, or wait, wait, wait. Are you guys going to pretend that Joe Biden thinks for himself and, and things like this? I think uh, it's very sad when Germany makes a massive oil and gas deal with Russia where you're supposed to be guarding against Russia and Germany goes out and pays billions and billions of dollars a year to Russia. 
So we're protecting Germany, we're protecting France, we're protecting all of these countries. And then numerous of the countries go out and make a pipeline deal with Russia, where they're paying billions of dollars into the coffers of Russia. So we're supposed to protect you against Russia, but they're paying billions of dollars to Russia. And I think that's very inappropriate. And the former chancellor of Germany is the head of the pipeline company that's supplying the gas. Uh, ultimately, Germany will have almost 70 percent of their country controlled by Russia with natural gas. Imagine that. <laughs> Speaking of blatant economic fact. And Trump is not a perfect man. He, he is not our savior. That's Christ Jesus. And, and again, the model for leadership. And again, the biblical reminder of what it is to live under kings. There is an entire section of the Bible devoted to judges. That Israel so wanted human kings, they went and got them. And it's devoted to some of the, the, the kings and judges becoming utterly wildly perverse. Um, and made fools. And in our midst, in, in, in the cowardice that has been rained down on people. Well, that's not right. It's not, it's not, that's not the way to say it. The way to say it is that people who've been made cowardly by the emotional abuse that truth tellers get. There's a difference, I think, when you're telling the truth for the Lord. And you're just telling your truth. I think there's a major difference. The, 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 the way people have been terrified about speaking truth is what allows... The, the, the most weak-minded and corrupt among us to be bosses. You got to hear John Kerry. You have got to hear this. You talk about lack of proportion. This is it. There's never been a greater lack of proportion moment. I just had a conversation this morning um, at my coffee hut. I've been going to my coffee hut for two years, and heads up, that's going to be changing. It saddens me. My wife was saying the other day, wow, that's, a, that's some lost loyalty. I said, no, it's, it's reframed loyalty. And it's nothing against the people at the coffee hut. But I'll, I can't tell you why, but I have committed to drinking a different brand of coffee. Um, and I'm hoping they'll buy this coffee. So I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm chatting with one of the young women who works there. And she was telling me about uh, her boyfriend. He's bought his own business. It's hard work. And somehow or another, imagine this, it turned around to, what's he clean his body with? I didn't really do it that way. But uh, we were talking about the podcast and I mentioned Alan Soaps. Oh, I know. She brought up that she used to work with people um, with, uh, with fundamental challenges. That she in high school was a tutor for people with developmental uh, disabilities and continues to this day to, to mentor some people. I said, oh, that's really cool. So I, I talked about Alan's Artists and Soaps. Um, and then I then I tried this in person. See, and I'm not a guy. I don't think dude should go around talking to women about soap. 
particularly young women. So I was uh, kind of uncomfortable doing it. But I mentioned the soap company, what it does, Allen's Arson Soaps. I talked about Allen. I talked about what a joyful person is. And, and he faces, he experiences life with joy, even with the profound effects of autism on his body and some other very, very, very serious health issues. And she loved that. And then I mentioned the soap and I mentioned the watermelon basil scent. And I felt really uncomfortable. Like I, an old dude with a gray beard should not be talking to some girl about soap. And so she asked about the other scents. And I, then I said, how do I do this? Get, get this for your, your boyfriend. And, and here's this, the kind I use. And she wrote the name down, alansoaps.com. I didn't bother to mention, and I probably should have, that this month, and that's closing out because the month is coming to a close. For every bar of soap you buy from Allen's Artisan Soaps, made in the United States, all in small batch, Allen himself works at the company, so does his brother Ian, who faces similar health challenges, both of them joyful, hardworking young men. For every bar of soap you buy, $1 goes to the Special Olympics. More importantly, and with greater impact, Allen knows that people value his work. So to get that deal and to experience this great soap, go to alansoaps.com. Use my name in the checkout. That's alansoaps.com. Just occurred to me. I didn't tell her to use my name. That's okay. That's okay. I'll swing by later. (laughs) Got to get credit where credit is due, right? It's an amazing thing. When you, when you look at the people who've been given enough credit to, to run things, Um, There are people who are evil. There are people who are evil and know it. There are people who are evil and they don't know it. There are people who just undertake the acts of evil and have no idea that uh, that evil even exists. And, And then there's this guy, John Kerry. And I think that Kerry is, if I were to really try to dig into his heart from afar or his mind or his psyche, um, he simply wants to be a great man. He wants to be seen as great. So if that meant being a Vietnam veteran while avoiding real combat, great. If that meant I need to have a, um, I need to have been injured in combat. And if that means that I fell on my buttock, then I need that. And if then the tide changes politically and the Vietnam war is unpopular, then I need to throw my medal over the fence at the white house. But dang it. I may need that medal later, so I'll take someone else's medal and toss it and keep mine so that later on, when the Democrats need to pretend that they've got a, a stout man of war, a warrior to, to lead the nation, I can stand up in front of a bunch of Democrats and say, my name is John Kerry and I'm reporting for duty with the medal that everybody's going to pretend I didn't toss over. Well, I really didn't because it wasn't mine. It was my friend's. Um, And then when a gravy train comes along and that train is slopping with filthy gravy and he can swim in that gravy for the rest of his life. And that gravy comes with a whole bunch of favors and an opportunity to be a great man. John Kerry says that he'll, he'll jump on, he'll swim in the gravy of the gravy train. So you have John Kerry who is comparable only in this amazement to me as to what Obama's White House doctor said about the figurehead. I'll get to that. Let's start with Kerry. We'll get to what the White House, former White House doctor said about the figurehead. This is John Kerry demonstrating his incredible concern for the people of Ukraine. 
which he didn't express for the people of the lockdown or the kids and the teen suicides and the people who died in the nursing homes and the people who are being killed, maimed and injured by the mRNA injections or the people who have been fired because they wouldn't take the mRNA injections or the people who lost their businesses because they wouldn't, they, they couldn't afford to not do business. He didn't express any of that concern, but listen to his heartfelt concern about the Ukraine and then listen dot, 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 as he reminds us what the real job of Putin and great men like John Kerry is. And listen to him call him President Putin. And listen to this. Sorry. You notice how they suddenly call Xi the president of China? This is normalizing. They're flattening everything. Everybody's a president all of a sudden. Vlad Putin's not a president. He's a dictator. Xi is not a president. He's a dictator. You see, they're trying to make everything the same. Everything's interchangeable. One country's another country. We're all democracies. You notice that now? Everybody's a democracy. So on one hand, they're just going to call China a democracy. On the other hand, they're pretending that Canada is still a democracy. They're calling Putin a president, which is the title for the leader of a democracy. It's all, all, all very, very much part of a global cultural reset, the Great Reset, a cultural revolution. All right, enough. Let's listen to Kerry. I'm very concerned about, I'm concerned about Ukraine because of the people of Ukraine. Okay, let me start again. I'm sorry. Um, He's not. Because he was getting ready to say what he wanted to say. He's on Middle Eastern television, by the way. And so he's being interviewed in the Middle East and he's getting ready to say what he wants to say. This is this acknowledge bridge redirect technique. They teach you when you go through um, PR training. So you acknowledge the question. Uh, It's a great question about uh, President Putin. Uh, I am concerned about that. And I think what people need to keep in mind, see what you do is you acknowledge the question. You bridge, and the bridge is, and I think what people need to keep in mind, and then you redirect to what you want to say. That's the acknowledge, bridge, redirect technique. But he understands he's he's going to the redirection too soon, so he catches himself because he forgot to act like a human being. I'm very concerned about, I'm concerned about Ukraine because of the people of Ukraine and because of the principles that are at risk uh, in terms of international law and trying to change boundaries of international law by force. Uh, I thought we lived in a world that had said no to that kind of activity, and I hope diplomacy will win. But massive uh, emissions consequences to the war, but equally importantly, you're gonna lose people's focus. You're gonna lose certainly big country attention because they will be diverted and, and uh, I think it could have a damaging impact. So, you know, I think hopefully President Putin would realize that in the northern part of his country, they used to live on 66% of a nation that was over frozen land. Now it's thawing and his infrastructure is at risk and the people of Russia are at risk. And so I hope President Putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do for the climate. has influence he, he has he has government posts and what is i think really to me i mean in a 
being both bemused and horrified manner. I, I'm just having... <laughs> It's tragic because, the you know, I'm not pretending to be concerned about the people of Ukraine. And the tragedy is bridges over in the humor when you think about something. At least it does for me. And I'm thinking about Klaus Schwab sitting and, and, and talking about who they need to do things. And who they can get to go say things. And I'm thinking about them thinking. (laughs) Thinking about John Kerry. (laughs) The best and the brightest are top men. See that humility part? We, uh, We need that. Was that just being lacking humility? It's possible. One of the things that uh, has really helped in the growth of this podcast in terms of downloads is people sharing the five-minute focus. I mean, it's not really meant to be a sample pack. It's meant to be a mini podcast with enough information to kind of get people ready for the next segment or the next episode, one of the things that is working to grow the podcast and introduce it to people is to send the five-minute focus to people. So the five-minute focus will come out ahead of an episode. And this is something you can send a friend saying, hey, um, Todd Herman is going to cover off on this today. I know this is of interest to you. Here's the five-minute focus. He's going to dig deeply into this. That's something that you can try if you're interested in being part of the team that is growing the podcast. And for everybody who volunteered to be a regional leader for the Todd Herman Show, um, I'm taking some time this weekend to start to compile everybody, to start to schedule the meetings where we'll talk about what that'll be like and what we're going to be doing together. And we'll have some Zoom calls to sort of get that activated because that's now next on the list as we look at growth. But easiest thing to do is to share the show uh, in that way. We'll, We'll get up to Bill Maher because you find bravery in the weirdest places. When times like this occur, and I don't know if it's just because um, Bill Maher um, is is a guy who fights against systems. He's an iconoclast. Or if he's got some kind of moral basis, he may well have a, a morality in him. He may well. There are people who absent God can develop their own morality. It doesn't mean anything, but it's nice to have. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about Klaus Schwab. And they're looking, they need someone to be like an errand boy. And I have to say, um, when I mention our names, like this Merkel, um, even uh, Vladimir Putin and so on, they all have been young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. But um, what we are very proud of now is the young generation, like uh, Prime Minister Trudeau. Ah, uh, yeah, him. I just, I'm just imagining... You know, they're having a great reset meeting. And uh, yes, Mr. Schwab, uh, we need someone uh, to dress up in a chicken suit um, and to go stand around in a seedy uh, Hollywood, uh, downtown Hollywood apartment um, and pretend to be what we used to call a cam whore, but dressed as a chicken um, to uh, promote global warming. Uh, sir, do you have any idea, uh, Mr. Schwab, as, as to who could play that? Oh, I would uh, not call anybody but John Kerry. 
John Kerry will dress up in a chicken suit and do what people on the cams tell him to do? Oh, yes, I will. I will do that. I'm reporting for duty. The cost of cowardice. And the cowardice has been installed in people. You can do this in a social experiment. You can, you can show people what it is to install cowardice in a social experiment. Want to try it? Try this at work. Get some of your friends together and install a social experiment at work. Pick a food item. And get four or five people together. And every time that food item's around, just go, oh, wow. Whew, I can't believe you're eating that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to food shame you. I'm just, I better take a break, a step away. Take four or five people to do this. Make it something benign, like a turkey sandwich. Someone at work pulls up and they, they take a turkey sandwich. If you're at one of the places where you eat at your desk, which are most places these days, someone takes a turkey sandwich out, just notice it and go, oh, wow. Sorry, it's not you. It's me. I just, turkey. Wow. Um, Sorry, enjoy your lunch. And then step away and have four or five people do this. I guarantee you, you do this on a consistent basis. You're going to have a turkey shaming and people won't bring turkey into the office. They won't. Unless they're like a Bill Maher type or an us type where we are, it is our job to bring the turkey into our office. It is our job to say Vladimir Putin is his own God. He's an ungodly man. This is an ungodly act. The attempt to steal an election is theft on the broadest scale. It's ungodly. Hillary Clinton is her own God. Bill Clinton is his own God with his own harem. It's our job to say, wait a minute, you want us to pretend that Jeff Epstein's pimp in France, the security cameras also broke in his prison cell? That's what you want us to pretend? We're sorry, we're actually not going to pretend that. You want us to pretend that we can't focus on the lives being taken from the mRNA injections and the fact that these injections utterly failed to do what they were pretended to be designed to do? You think that we're going to forget that? We're not going to forget that because what you did to people is ungodly. The abuse you raised down is ungodly. And don't come and talk to me about my turkey sandwich. I like turkey. (laughs) That's our job. It is our job to be the truth tellers. It is our job to say, you do understand that when you are on the side of a nation who is now busily making women of men in the military, you do understand that when the primary focus of our military is making sure that the weakest among us can suddenly make it into special forces. You do understand that when the focus of our military is making sure that our fighting men can have their penises and testicles removed at taxpayer costs while they're supposedly deployed, you do understand that when we're teaching kids to hate their neighbors, this nation is going to fall and is going to be too distracted to fight a war. You do understand that when you insist on pretending that man, Joe Biden, is in charge of anything, you do understand that you're asking us to lie, that you're trying to brutalize us into lying, that you're trying to scare us into lying and understand something. We are not going to be scared 
into lying because we serve an audience of one. And that one is the guy who invented truth, the entity who invented truth, God who is truth, who is the word, was the word, the word was God, it was with God, and then it came down here in the form of Christ Jesus. And that's our truth. And we're going to speak it. And we're going to speak it even if it annoys you. And we're going to speak it and we're going to do everything we can to speak it in love. And say one side of the spiritual equilibrium, the winning side, died for you, suffered pain for you, and he is crying, stop killing my children. Their blood is crying out. And the other side is laughing. Keep hating your neighbor. Keep electing liars. Keep enforcing lies. Keep it up. I love it. Now, I don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure Bill Maher is not saved. But it's an amazing thing where you see truth tellers in an environment like this. And maybe it's because Mars rich. Maybe it's because he's smart. Maybe it's because he's an iconoclast. Maybe because his brand is truth teller. I don't know. I don't, I've never met Bill Maher. And finally, new rule. Someone has to tell China, you can steal our trade secrets, our software, and our intellectual property, but we draw the line at our hot freestyle skiers. <laughs> Now, if you've been like me over the past few weeks, glued to your TV watching the Olympics, that makes exactly two of us. <laughs> we knew there were <laughs> countries, but who knew there was a <laughs> superpower? Shows the picture of the ski ramp with the nuclear things in the background. I'm sure you've heard about American citizen Eileen Gu, the beautiful model, influencer, and now gold medal winning skier who was born and raised here in America, but who chose to ski in the Olympics for China. Cool, huh? Is it? Is, is that cool now? To choose to represent a totalitarian police state over America? The Olympics pretends to only be about sports, but of course, the games have always been a bit of a proxy war for which country has the best system. And by choosing Team China, Eileen Gu became a living symbol of China's triumph over the West, which wouldn't bother me so much if I thought China had triumphed over us in the ways that really matter, but they haven't. Now, we do have human rights issues right here at home, we do, but we're still at least for another three years a, a democracy based on freedom. And they are an authoritarian surveillance state based on how would you like to disappear for a few months? Like that uh, tennis player who recently vanished for a while when she said she'd been raped by a government official. We do still throw too many black people in jail. But perspective matters. China has basically jailed an entire ethnic minority, the Uyghurs, a situation that both the Trump and Biden administrations has called a genocide. America is not close to that. 
And it's a cynical dodge to pretend that China's sins should be overlooked because we all do it. Mm-hmm. No. In 1997, Britain returned Hong Kong to China with an agreement that Beijing, that from Beijing, that Hong Kong could retain its free press, honest courts, and democratic government. Well, they lied. Democracy and freedom are being crushed there. And China doesn't want anyone to talk about it. And because so much money is involved, no one does. Two years ago, when the general manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, tweeted, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong, he was forced to apologize. (laughs) In America, we're supposed to root for democratic government, not apologize for it. And in fact, Maher has stood against the lockdowns. He has stood against the woke masks. He stood against the school lockdowns and the such. It's an amazing thing where you find bravery in times of universal deceit. I'm going to repeat something that I asked us to do. All of us. Would you make an effort to find a way to remind yourself of something? My friend Mark is now starting to do CrossFit. And he's a man who's 75 years old. You never know it. And his coach, who's also my coach, told him, you need to change your posture, Mark. Can't stand like that all the time. You're destroying yourself. And so he has made the mark of a cross on his hand to remind him to not cross his arms and stand that way. He's also a, um, a Jesus needer and a disciple maker. And he's also using that now to remind himself to normalize speaking the name of God. Simple ways at the store, God bless you. Or Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow. It reminds ourselves, people say, hey, I'm going to see you tomorrow, God willing. And it is God's will. Right? We'll determine if I'm there or not. If we will normalize the speaking of God's name, it's going to be a lot easier to begin to speak God's word. It's going to be a lot easier to say, you do understand that Vladimir Putin is an ungodly beast, right? You, you do understand that we have an ungodly government, right? One can ask for a godly government and not be a theocracy. You do understand that we have a whole series of laws in this country that are an absolute abomination to the Lord, right? You get that, right? It starts by normalizing the presence of the turkey sandwich. It starts by being who we're called to be, a light onto the world, and let people see the Lord through our faces, through our works, through our behaviors. That's the way to get other people to stand up. It's the reverse of the turkey sandwich experiment. It's the way to get other people to speak God's name and God's word. It's the way to welcome God back into the equation because you know who's not a coward? The Lord. This is the Todd Herman Show. We appreciate you. Go be well, be strong, be kind, and be right with God.